Teachers Talk Film, episode 26. I am Pete Ray here with my good friend, fellow teacher, Mitchell Main. We're talking Lord of the Rings today. Um, I know you're pumped about it. I know you're excited. How are the emotions? What's what's the thought process that's running through your head right now? Uh, there's a lot running through my head. Would you but like to who, make the, the declaration that you texted me? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm addressing like to, it like, to the yeah. Let's just let's just start off with it right now. Make your <laughs> declare your your rules you're setting for this podcast. Yeah, so this is this is a give and take thing. Like there's mutual decision that goes in with everything here at Teachers Talk Film. It's very much so 50-50. Steez machine and x-ray 50 50 but um the Steez machine is he's had enough of these, <laughs> of these three hour movies he's had enough um he made an executive order that no film on teachers talk film to be reviewed at least during school month applicable days or weeks Will there be a movie that is over two hours and 45 minutes in length? It's just too much. Um, I told you about how I approached Once Upon a Time in America, trying yeah. to finish that one. Um, Don't want that again. Nearly risked some lives. Um, I got this one done today. It, I put it on during my planning, though, so I was grading some essays while I was... Um, had Acceptable. lord of the rings in the background acceptable um there's no more no more um yeah i think ttf nation the audience of a million is going to appreciate this new rule this executive order um and i say two hour two hours 45 minutes if you're pushing two hour two and a half hours we we might have some talk um between you and me I, I love I love a good movie, even if it dips into the two and a half hour mark. But like once we get past that, that's like a barometer of this isn't an experience anymore for me to review this film. This is turning into, you know, a bit of a hassle, dare I say. Hmm. Um, and not hmm. to say that this was a bad movie. We'll get there. But that's the new rule. No more movies over the two hour and 45 minute mark. Are you finished? I'm finished. <laughs> okay. I feel like I was just standing in uh, like fascist Italy. Just heard Mussolini <laughs> give, a, give a speech. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of long movies either. Any I'm not time even saying that. For, I'm saying that. Okay. But there's a giant, there's a big butt in here. Okay. Giant butt. I'm not a fan of long movies. Anytime a movie's even over the two hour mark, I'm like, mm, am I in for that? It's got to be good. Those last, if it's two hours, 15 minutes, those last 15 minutes better be worthwhile. But it's Lord of the Rings, man. It's <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It's different. It's different. It's on a whole nother level. It, it's, it's an epic. You you go in knowing, okay, I got to commit. I got to commit. I, this is going to be, I'm going to have to churn it out. But I'm going to commit and, and do this. And you know what? 
just to show how loyal I am to the fan base, to the people, to movies themselves. I watched all three Lord of the Rings movies <laughs> this weekend. So, you know, you're crying about, oh, I had to watch a three-hour movie. How about nine hours, my friend? How about nine hours over the weekend? I did that. I watched all three of them. Who told you to do that? This guy right here. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, wa- I watched the first one, obviously, had to. And then I was like, you know what? I'm diving in. I'm, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Labor Day weekend, long weekend. Let's roll. Let's roll. I watched all three of them, and I watched the two episodes of The Rings of Power. So, you know, at this point, I'm basically an expert on Lord of the Rings. Um, I am full-fledged ready to, like, completely dive in. I'm going to, like, read the Similarian and just, dude, we'll get to it later, but I'm in. I'm in. I'm full-on nerdified Lord of the Rings. I don't know, man. And I'm not saying like Lord of the Rings is bad. Just the experience you had watching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But you said like you're ready to dive in. Good. Because it might be a one-sided conversation here for a little <laughs> bit. Um, especially okay. when you maybe talk about some of the things in the back half. Like I had seen this before. Um, yeah. But you know, not with the critical lens that we watch movies right, with here. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I have some things to say. Um, okay. I, I am curious about what you think, though, because you seem pretty gung-ho about it. Um, I mean, Dude, yeah, to watch all of them. Unbelievable. That is an experience. It was. And it was a great experience. It was fantastic. Can you detail this to us? What Was it a day thing? Were you just pajamas and nacho cheese fries all day? Or No, 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 no. Um, it was on the treadmill running for nine hours straight. I just, you know, <laughs> lifting weights while I'm on the treadmill, pumping and running, you know. No, I, I, I did sit in a chair for nine hours and watch three movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So if you want the details, so Saturday night, I believe I texted you. I was like, hey, think I'm doing it. Think I'm going to start Fellowship of the Ring tonight. Mm-hmm. Like not watch the full thing, split it up between the night and the morning. So I did that. Finished it in the morning, had like an hour and a half left. Um, then it was like, okay, Sunday. Um, what am I gonna do today? Uh it's freaking hot outside. So I'm just put putting the next one on. So I put the next one on. Okay, finish that one. In one um, city. Pretty much. Pretty much. The I mean, occasional bathroom trip. Yeah, yeah. You know, I probably stopped and made lunch at some point. But yeah, I got through that one. And then I think I watched a little football. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Started the third one. Went to sleep. Finished it in the morning. So watched all three of them in a day and a half, two days. Um, Don't know if I should be proud of it or not. (laughs) Um, You have a, a new roommate in the house. My dear sister, um, sister. she is now living with you. How yeah. did she take this? You know, as I came out of like my cave, um, <laughs> you know, crawled out, was like blinded by the sunlight. I'd go get some food and 
she'd be out there. I'd see her. And then I, as I would like leave the kitchen and be like, all right, going to go watch Lord of the Rings. But I, and I said that probably two or three times after seeing her, but it was like, it's almost like a guy working on his car, like back to the garage, back to the garage. <laughs> gotta, gotta get that engine out. <laughs> nope. I'm watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I love that's how you look at it. I'm, I'm glad you look at it like that. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, it's like, it's a hobby, but you know, it's, it's work every once in a while. You got to put, put the effort in. You're right. And you weren't taking up the living room space. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the cave, man. I'm in the cave. You're in, I'm the, in the, cave. the podcasting I, cave. I appreciate that. She appreciates yeah. that. Yeah. Cause it would be different if you were just hadn't showered all weekend sitting on right. the couch you know, yeah, she's Crumbs just trying to over. get familiar with the new space, the new digs, yeah. the college life. And then here you are, older brother, <laughs> <laughs> just watching Lord of the Rings for nine hours on end. Um, yeah. So at least yeah. you had the decency um, to go into the cave. Yeah. No, I, I hide my, uh, my, my beast my beast i was gonna say bestiality but i don't think that's <laughs> no. the correct way to say that it's a family-friendly podcast yeah 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 apologies apologies your inner uh, orc dare i say yeah my my primitive ways that's what i was trying to say i don't know if movie watching is primitive but it's i don't know i don't know it can be cathartic um, though how did you feel coming out of it dude so good so good I've been listening to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack as I grade papers now. <laughs> um, it's just an accomplishment. It, it is seriously an accomplishment. Everybody should get a medal. Peter Jackson should send you a medal when you watch all three of them in like a three-day period. It's impressive. I admire it. I did that with um, all the Star Wars movies a couple yeah. winters ago. It was like right when the Star Wars Fallen Order game came out. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch all of these since I have two weeks to do it. I did it in like, I watched all of them in like four days. Um, And so I know the feeling like you feel you, like you said, you feel like the expert in the room, any given room, you, you know, Lord of the Rings, like the back of your hand. So I just wait, just wait till we get to this review. I'm going to start dropping words on you that make me feel so good when I say them. I'm going to have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait to just freaking stunt <laughs> on you with these Lord of the Rings terms. I'm ready for you to stunt. Okay. Okay. Uh, I briefly wanted to talk about uh, you were the best man in a wedding this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I, I assume you had to give a speech. Um, I did. I didn't go to the wedding, but I knew some people going to the wedding and I was like, oh, my my friends probably giving a speech to let me know how it is. Um, I've heard nothing back. So it was either like, I don't know, the greatest thing ever, and I'm just not hearing about it, or <laughs> I just I just want to know your thoughts about it. How how'd you feel it went? Um, well, that was gonna be my first question. What did they say? Um, no response, so that's reassuring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think it went good. Um you said, well, you didn't say it. The subtext was basically you had no life this weekend. Um, Correct. I, there's, yeah, no <laughs> subtext. I'll say it directly. No life this weekend. But yes. also an amazing amount of life at the same time. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And I say that in the most endearing way possible. Um, I had some things going on and the wedding took up a lot of the time. Um, 
hence why I am kind of like behind on this Lord <laughs> of the Rings train that you have started. Um, but the speech was good. Um, what do you think is like the right amount of like humor to sentimental message? Like what's the percentage? Like, cause I'll give you my percentage. Like I think for a wedding speech, it should be about anywhere from 60 to 70% sentimental. Mm and then 30% humorous. Mm. So that was the thing, like, how am I going to blend little glimpses of humor in this, but also make it meaningful to where I'm not just doing a comedy bit for two and a half minutes. Yes. Yes. I would, I would probably go the opposite of you. Oh, wow. Depending on the group, I've given two best man speeches. When it was my brothers, it was like, mostly funny because my brother and his wife like i don't know there was just funny stuff i had to say and then it was sentimental at the end and then i did one for my cousin and it was more he was like the first like kind of cousin or younger person to get married so it was like felt like a bigger deal i guess mm-hmm. that one was more sentimental less funny but I, I the best part of what you just said is two and a half minutes because anything anything long it's just like shut up guy <laughs> do you um you were at my wedding i was um one of my buddies whose name will we won't just roast him but um it wasn't my brother so it was the other one yeah um he just took the mic and you can tell <laughs> there was no speech he had nothing prepared and he was just rambling for like eight minutes <laughs> not not the best look um it was heartfelt Especially and everything to, but to an yeah. english teacher yeah. It, yeah. It, you're definitely it's in the back of your head like hmm wish i could have taught this guy some things yeah. <laughs> yeah. weak <laughs> intro um repetitive <laughs> thoughts yeah. organization all over the place yeah purpose statement a bit muddy <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> you have to come prepared, right? You can't just wing it. I mean, I guess oh, yeah. you can in some cases, but like, I would rather come prepared. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. But I like what you were saying about the group because like, I feel like my numbers, my percentage would change a little bit. This guy, yeah. he's a close friend of mine. He's also like 51 years old. Um, <laughs> so I'm not just going to be given, um, millennial jokes left and right because they just wouldn't stick with that crowd did you bring any tears to anyone's eyes were were they welling up were they were they dropping to the floor where were we at there i had um one teacher who retired last year said she was crying and i said you know what and then i said her name that it's not too hard to make you cry (laughs) like you're a very sentimental person i think he was crying a little bit though as i gave the speech so you know i'll take it that's good that's a win that's That's a win got some compliments about it today yeah so i'll take it i'll take it all right good good um next moving on i thought it would be worth our time to uh you know lord of the rings obviously was a book multiple books before it was a movie Mm -hmm. some maybe might say it's the best adaptation ever. 
I just thought let's list some things that we would like to see turned into a movie. Mm. Why don't you just give me your full your full list you got right now? Okay. We can pause and talk about each one of them. Um I'm just gonna give you four. All right. And let's see. I'll give them to you in order. Okay. The first one, I would like to see the Flower Boy album turned into a movie because I feel like that's like Tyler, the creator's like most like internal album. Yeah. Up to date. Like it was kind of like the turning point in his career where like he was, um, he was always one of the greatest and is a goat forever. Um, but that was the moment that I feel like, or the album that really cemented him and like, Hey, he's not just going to be around for the next 10 years. He's going to be around for the next 30, 40, 50 years. He is a, he is a Kanye in the making. He is a Jay-Z in the flesh. He's up there. And so I would like to see that album turned into a movie through because it is very much so like a storytelling type of album and so there's like a beginning a middle and an end i think that would be awesome uh tyler creator just needs to make a movie any movie yeah yeah can you imagine if he made a movie it would be amazing well his music videos are very thematic and like cinematic and like you can tell already with the music videos and even just him on stage like he cares about costuming and even like his set design and things like that would would go right into making a movie. Yeah, exactly. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, also then the Doomsday album, MF Doom. I think we talked a little bit about creating an intellectual property out of him. Um, that would be sweet. Basically for all the same reasons that I just said with Tyler. Um, it was really like his coming out album and like, not coming out in like a sexuality type of way, but like, you know what I mean? Like I'm here to stay kind of thing. Um, yeah. Cause he had a lot of projects before that, but, and then also he's like the perfect comic book character already that you could just turn into a comic book uh, uh, into the spider verse type of film. Now, how awesome would that be? Yeah. So that was on my list too. Just an MF doom like documentary slash movie like multi-genre deal you could even like parts of it would be documentary parts of it movie and then yeah turn it parts of it into a comic book where he's like a he's the villain come on that would be so sweet so sweet um that'd be awesome i don't know if there's any documentary footage of him out there but that would be so cool you can find it a little bit yeah. You gotta you gotta really dig. He officiated a wedding once. We're talking about weddings. Was he wearing the mask? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. <laughs> I would have paid big bucks for that. Yeah. I don't know if no my doubt. wife would approve, but <laughs> that would have been sweet. All right. When I get married, um, will you officiate my wedding in an MF Doom mask? I'd be glad to. I'd want okay. nothing more. All right. Yeah. Um, my next two are video games. Okay. Um, it would be cool to see a 
a little Western based on Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Yep. Um, and then this last one's kind of just weak off the top of the head, but I want to see like my career, my players, 2K storyline yes. brought to the screen. Mr. Perfect is I gave him the nickname each year. Still debating if I'm going to get 2K this year. Probably not. Um, nope. But I would like to see a movie based on um, Mr. Perfect. And I, you could argue that we kind of did get that with um, Hustle, the new Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Um, it's basically like a 2K storyline. Um, but that would be cool. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to 2K, but not. Um, stop with the microtransactions. Also, stop with the fact that if I want to go buy a pair of Jordans for my guy, I have to run across the whole entire map, which takes about eight minutes to buy a pair of Jordans for my next game. And if I want to speed up the process at all, I have to buy VC to buy like a skateboard or bike so that I can get to the store faster. Stop that. Give us fast travel. We don't want that taking our time. No one has time for that. I'm not playing 2K simply because of that. I'm trying to make my guy cool, but I can't because it takes half the time to get to place to place. Wow. <laughs> I was going to add on to it, but I feel like I can't now because you just <laughs> went full on. Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? No, no. It, oh, I, we could talk about a whole podcast about this. Why in a basketball playing game do I have to go on missions to, like, get a girlfriend? And, <laughs> and um, like a rap song. Yeah, come on. That is so lame. I want to play basketball, man. I want to lead a franchise to the NBA finals and win finals MVP scoring 45 points with a triple double. I don't want to get my hair cut, man. Come on. That I, I have banned 2K. I, w- I won't buy it again ever, ever. It makes me so mad. I just want to play basketball. I'm in that boat too. I haven't bought it the past couple of years. My brother gave it to me for free last year. Shout yeah. out Eric. Um, but I'm not buying it. I can't at least no. full price. I'm not paying 60, 70 yeah. bucks. Man, it used to be so fun, and now it's just like, what? What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? I'm not gonna make a rap song. <laughs> so, bad. so bad, so bad, so bad. Well, I'm curious to hear yours. What are your intellectual properties? Um, so I've got I've got two for you. Um, okay. they're both books. Uh, the first one is a book I read. Uh, there's a series I've read like the first two, I think. Um, but the first one's called Old Man's War. Um, and like the premise is basically that when you turn 70 years old, um, it's kind of set, uh, set in the future, but it's like kind of like overpopulation and things like that. When you turn 70 years old, you get sent into space and you go to like one of these bases and they basically give you a new body. Um, So you're still 70 years old, but you get a new body and you're like basically drafted to go fight in wars for like your country. Um, So it's like, okay, sweet. I'm, I'm old. I can go get a new body, but I also have to fight in these people's war. Are they like immortal then? Um, I'm down. They're like, you do get like enhanced features. Like you're stronger. They like 
they change the way you look like there's alien races like there's cat people and your skin could be purple and all this crazy all this crazy stuff um but yeah you're oh they put this thing in your head where you can talk to other people who have this thing in their head uh, it's like how they communicate on the battlefield um and you go yeah you go fight alien races you're in you'd make that trade absolutely i mean i think maybe i'd push it to 90 90 years old yeah because i yeah. feel like with 70 like depending on how you live the life the years prior there's still a lot of longevity to you there yeah i, I told but, some kids today that i hope when i turn 60 i just drop dead just some out <laughs> that's so young dude <laughs> is it all, all i ever hear old people say is that their body just hurts all the time that doesn't sound all that that pleasing to me well, how old do you think Martin Scorsese is? Oh, okay. Martin Scorsese is, he might be in his 80s. He's 79. You Googled that. No, I did not. I did not. I was going to say 81. I was like, he's not 80 yet. He's 79. Am I right? 79. Yeah. Let's go. Martin and he's Scorsese. still cranking out films. Okay. True. True. What about De Niro? How old do you think he is? Mm, he's got to be 71 79 he's 79 too he's as old so as is joe person. pesci yeah wow okay okay all right we need to do a martin scorsese all people still have things to offer to this world i'm saying man yeah but that would be sweet as a movie to just watch a character go through that and yeah go fight some alien races on some spaceships i do it's agree all- that sounds awesome it's the only thing I thought about as I read the book. I was like, I need to just write the scripts now and somebody can buy this and I can make money because it's sweet. So good. Yeah, that sounds um, My other one is probably my favorite book I've ever read, which is called Blood Meridian. Mm, um, great choice. Have you read that? You, you told me to. Okay. In I figured college. I probably did. My yeah. introduction to Cormac McCarthy. Yeah. Um, just an awesome, awesome book. Violent um wild west uh there's just some awesome moments in it you follow the main character around who i don't think has a name he's just called the kid like i like that a lot Mm -hmm. it'd just be cool it'd be cool and i there's somebody was like starting to make it like there's even like you can find like a five minute clip somewhere that somebody shot like a part of it but hasn't made the final cut needs to it'd be so so good that would be awesome. I yeah, I second that. Second yeah. that. All right, Hollywood, hit Very us cool. up. We're ready. We're ready to make them. Um, are you ready for Lord of the Rings? I don't think you are, but <laughs> um, it's- you know, I tried to expound on that intro talk as long as possible because I have some things, but we'll we'll see where this goes. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we can we can expound a little bit more. What's like your background with Lord of the Rings before we we get into our review? Um, so I watched it when it came out originally, two thousand one, six year old Steve's machine. Um, not Are really you for real. Yeah, you watched it when it came out. Yeah, you were six years old looking at these orcs. Yeah, man. Dude, no wonder you're messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Explains so much. <laughs> um, 
but I'm, was I really looking? Probably not because I was probably just sitting there. Like, I have no idea what's going on. This is the most boring movie ever. Um, kind of the same phenomena. I rewatched um, catch me if you can a few weeks ago with Shelby. Um, I remember seeing that movie in theaters with my brother and thinking this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I rewatched it again. I was like, this is fantastic. I gave it like a 92. Um, I did that same thing last year. I think I was like, I was like, I see this movie on TV all the time. It can't be good. And then I watched it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this thing's amazing. Great. Yeah, movie. exactly. So the same thing applies to Lord of the Rings. I never saw the other ones. So I do, I've been hating on it and I like this movie, but I do like how you kind of forced me to watch it. So now I'm, um, obligated dot 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 at my own discretion <laughs> to watch the next couple movies um at my own time so i'm i am excited for that um got more out of it this time still have some questions um excited to, to share some of my minimal thoughts and then hear what you have to say okay all right yeah i watched these uh, like watching them again this time, I was like, okay, I remember some of these moments. Um, mm-hmm. So there's just moments like ingrained in my head. I probably watched them in middle school. I figured out um, like that was the last time. So watching them again, was super cool. Kind of knowing like what was coming and the moments that I remembered were super cool. And then, yeah, I picked this because Rings of Power, the TV show mm-hmm. is out, which I wasn't all that like pumped for, but then um, it came out and I was like, okay, this could be cool. Um, and I told you, you got to watch it because it's basically filmed like a movie. It's, it's, it just looks amazing. Um, I really like it so far. So here's my background. Um, again, I, I did text you that I felt bad about the pick, like the day after I picked it, I, I no longer feel bad. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I made you watch it. <laughs> I might give you some redemption um, towards the end. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Rings of Power, though, is that do I need to uh, like watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies? You before? need to watch none of the Lord of the Rings, none of it. Interesting. So, um, Galadriel is she in the first one? I can't remember. Um, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah, she's the main character, but like it's all stuff that's not based on the books. Like they're kind of just making it up. Um, okay. so no you don't need to know anything it's yeah okay all yeah. right check it out man check it out one day one day one day <laughs> okay here we go um lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring young hobbit frodo baggins after inheriting a mysterious ring from his uncle bilbo must leave his home in order to keep it from falling into the hands of its evil creator if you don't know what it is you should okay it's lord of the rings you know it you've heard of it the first one okay well let's go what do you got to say uh i'll start off with a question for you okay do you think this movie is the best movie of all time for or in terms of prop usage costume design and set design like if we're thinking of those like three things as like the holy trinity of all things mise-en-scene like the things that matter most props 
costume design, set design. Is Lord of the Rings numero uno? Um, as a whole, yes. I would say props, yes. I would say like landscape set design, yes. Costumes, feel like there's other movies that may be up there. But but yes, I, I definitely see what you're saying. And I would say yes. As a whole, it, it is just off the chain. The landscapes are absolutely ridiculous. I think it's my favorite part. I'll definitely talk about those a ton. Um, the ring itself, just the way the freaking ring looks, man. How'd they make a little ring look the way that it does? It's crazy. Um, and yeah, I, I do think the costumes are awesome. Yeah. Tell me a little would, would bit about say, Would you say yes to that question as well, that it's like the best? It's up there, man, for sure. That's one okay. thing I really do appreciate about this movie is it just looks awesome. Um, yeah. With the props too, like Gandalf's pipe, yeah. basically all their pipes. Um, can we even say Hobbit feet are props? <laughs> yeah that's definitely costume design those right. hairy feet man yeah there's the one shot it's like kind of in the beginning where like i think it's sam's feet maybe it's frodo's but like it's just right there and you just see the hair on them for the first time um i noticed bilbo's cane sorry i gotta talk about bilbo's feet because his hair on his feet is gray like on his head too <laughs> like i noticed that i was like okay that's a pretty detailed nice touch do you think they're familiar with razors or do you think that it's like a pride thing to have hairy feet like that? Uh, yeah, I guess it must be. Well, we also do we, yeah, we see, we see hobbits with uh, beards. Mm -hmm. Like Frodo is the most baby faced person in the world. So, but the, I guess it all goes to the feet. Maybe that's what it is. It all goes yeah. to the feet. But it's like equivalent to like, a lion's mane because you know like they take pride in their mane like they take pride in their feet hair <laughs> yeah yeah what were you saying about Gandalf oh his um his walking cane yeah like how cool is that thing yeah you're kind of getting me in on the costumes now too of how good they are talk about just, it talk about it well just the fact the uh the Okay, you ready for some words? You ready for yeah. some words? <laughs> learn me, learn me. The, the Nazgul ring race, okay? Um, <laughs> so that's the guys dressed in all black. Just yeah, they're the, sweet. You know the scariest part about them, for me, is that their horses are wearing armor. Like, just the, the horse wearing the all black armor, and then you put the guy in the hood with no face on top of it. Those guys are freaky. Um, the sound that they make is ridiculous um like uh, it's just so scary and yeah i guess that it really is tied to their their costumes for sure what about the the ring wraiths horses like there's the shot where they're running away from the horses at the beginning and like it just shows the hoof do yes. you see like there's like the nail or like the spike sticking out of the hoof oh i did not see that yeah there's like a little nail or something like these things are designed to kill just that scene where it's like all the hobbits hiding under the tree mm -hmm. and then we have the ring wraith up above them looking for them and you just see how big 
the Nazgul are. Like, he's huge compared to these hobbits down below him. They're just so scary, so scary. And then then just riding into that town, um, just all together and the screeching, they're, they're freaky. I just love how they look like, they just look like moving shadows. Yeah. Like, it's just black. Like, there's no facial expression. It's just pure black shadows moving on top of these horses. Great, great design on their characters. They might be one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Well, they're in, they're in the rest of the movies, too, if you're... Uh, all right. If, all right. If, if that's your favorite. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Can we... We got to talk about landscapes. I, I don't think I can wait any longer. That was my question. Um, what, this film was shot in New Zealand, right? I think mostly, yeah. People, people always talk about New Zealand. I don't know if, like, every outside the shot is there but i'm guessing most of them are so tell me a little bit about it what draws your mind or your eye rather to it the the very they're all over the place all the landscapes are so different we obviously have hobbington which is like just so unique and we've got circle doors and they live in hills but then we've got them like going over the mountain pass so we go from like super green to now we're in white in the snow um i can't even begin to explain how much i like the mines of moria that those Mm. mines that they go into Mm -hmm. the design of those just the freaking giant halls the ceilings you can't even hardly see um and then we get the the bridge of Casa Doom again. I love saying these names. <laughs> um, I, I think that's my favorite scene of the movie is just in that mind. But it's it's all the set design that is adding to that. We just see the scale of this world. And I think that's really what this. That's what Lord of the Rings to me is the best at is scale. It's just huge. It's giant. They're going on a crazy journey and. They do a great job showing how big things are. Have you watched any of like the behind the scenes footage or like extended cut stuff with this movie? Um, I watched just a little bit, um, not too much. I did see one cool thing is like you think of the ring. They, their ring is like as bigger than our heads like that they used to film with like the close ups and things like that. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's giant. Like you can, you got to pick it up with two hands, which I thought was cool. That is interesting. I'm wondering how they do like the, like the Hobbit scale, because I mean, Gandalf's a giant compared to them. And obviously the Hobbits are just miniature, but like, I thought they did that really well. Like it all looks authentic. Yeah. I read one thing cause I was interested in that too. And it just said that they use forced perspective. So it's like, um Gandalf is standing 10 feet in front of Frodo but they mm. set the camera up in the right way that you can't really tell that um I was trying to like notice it when Frodo and Gandalf are talking like are they are they completely are they not even really looking at each other but it's just set up so that you can it looks like they are um but I couldn't really tell they do a good job hiding it mm. that's interesting uh, the here's another crazy thing is uh, the actor that plays Gimli. Uh-huh. He's the tallest. He's the tallest actor that they had. 
Really? He's the yeah. um the, the, the forgeman. Yeah, he like forges metals and things like that. Yeah, so the dwarf, the guy who's supposed to be tiny, was the tallest actor they had, so they had to make him, yeah, shorter than everybody else. Interesting. He um also is now an honorable mention in my mustache draft from a few episodes back. Yeah, I can't believe that we we didn't add some of these guys in there. Dude, yeah, he's got the twirl. He like braided it. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, it does say though. The Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, was almost entirely shot in New Zealand. Filming locations included, I'm going to butcher these, um, Kaitoki Regional Park, Hinuera Valley, Milford Sound, Lake Wakatipu, Arrowtown Recreational Reserve, Harcourt Park, and all of the others. So I do think you're right, like the landscapes and like the scenery shots are probably all New Zealand, but like... um, the place where Saruman and his orcs are forging the swords. Isengard. Thank you. This is why I You're need welcome. you here. I'm, <laughs> I'm just setting you up for success here tonight. Um, that place was awesome. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. So, yeah, like the, the giant tower sticking out of the ground. And um, the, how about the fact that they like have to dig up the trees and then they have to dig underground. Like I just thought that the idea that they have to dig underground to like, um, yeah, build themselves. Uh, how about orc birth, by the way? Dude, yeah, that was my oh, next point. So gross. Dude, we, might just, we might just have to talk about the orcs as a whole because I feel like to me, that was when I like was remembering watching these when I was younger. That's what I remembered the most was the orcs. They are disgusting. They look they just look perfect, perfect in the most disgusting way they are. And I feel like it all comes back to like, it's not CGI. They painted these dudes. They messed with their faces. They use prosthetics. Like they, they're so freaky. I think, well, you just said a lot that I want to unpack. The orc birth is where like that happens like an hour into the movie, maybe like 45 minutes. That's when I first felt like, okay, we got something here. <laughs> like that really got me going. Cause it's really playful at the beginning. Like um, Gandalf is like shooting off fireworks and impressing kids. He's a showman. I love Gandalf. Yeah. Um, but that the orc birth and like when it's born, it's like full grown and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like it was awesome. Um, but then that goes to show just, films nowadays are trying too hard or maybe they're taking the easy way out with cgi because that looked objectively better than she hulk than anything we've seen in thor um just a better design overall so it was many years ago yeah has has cgi gotten worse like how like there's CGI in this movie, the the caves I just talked about, the the mines of Moria, the, that's CGI. How how does it look worse in movies that we see today? How's that possible? Great question. Uh, yeah, what's the answer? I, I don't know. But f- fix it, guys. Fix it. It's it looks terrible. Thor looks so bad, so bad. Do you think they've gotten to the point where they're just like, we don't care because we know you're going to see it anyways? 
I guess so. So they're not putting as much into it. But and I because just because then they're paying like, big actors. Yeah, yeah. I just kept thinking, like, imagine if they had the resources that we do now when they made it back then, because the CGI already looks great. I think it, it's got to be just effort and people putting the time in to make it good, because it, it, I was thinking that the whole time. How does this look better than most movies we see today? It's just the way they allocate their budget and their funds. I mean, yeah you can have all the money in the world to pay Chris Hemsworth, but if you don't make him look good on screen or authentic, it's not going to be a good movie. Yeah. But you got to pay him because he's a big name actor. These actors like in this movie, I don't think they were, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think many were huge. Yeah. I think Ian McKellen's probably the only one that was like, who probably the big, right? Yeah. 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 Like we have a young Elijah Wood, yeah, um, Sean Astin, yep, not well known at the time. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's a fine balance that I feel like Marvel movies are just throwing money in places that don't necessarily make a movie a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's your favorite character in the movie? Mm, um, Gandalf. Gandalf. He's a G. When he died, Literally. if I wasn't grading essays, I probably would have shed a tear. Um, but he I love him because he's uh he's like old and wise, but he's also very playful. Um, he has his serious moments, but like when he meets up with um Frodo at the beginning and like he sees all the other hobbits in the village and like he wants they want him to shoot off fireworks like he does it and then then he just looks at frodo like i'm that dude kind of face (laughs) um yeah and then he just walks around with his gigantic pipe just spitting wisdom to frodo he's just he's the man he's the epitome of wisdom he's wisdom personified yeah yeah i would i think i'd have to agree with you it's got to be gandalf for i this time like it was definitely Gandalf before I started. And then once I started Aragorn, it's just so like, he's just like pure man. Like his intentions are just like, I'm, I'm going to help these guys out because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Can you tell he's me just who a that cool is guy. Again? What's that? Can you tell me who that is again? Oh, that's, um, Oh, <laughs> it's uh Vigo Mortensen. Is he like the main guy in the circle? Like the main leader of that circle? Yeah, the, the black hair. He's got the long black hair. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like the guy that, that kills everybody, basically. Yeah, he was awesome. The the scene where he, like, it's right at the end of the movie where he's, they're, like, fighting all the orcs, and it's just him and Frodo, and the orcs are coming, and he's just like, you need to go, and he, like, realizes that he needs to go by himself. Like, that scene was amazing, just him realizing, like, okay, I've I've taken him as far as I can. I need to go fight other battles and just trust that this tiny little hobbit guy can go do this on his own. <laughs> this tiny little hobbit guy. That's the new uh that's the new Lil, like for rappers, like Lil Baby. Uh tiny little hobbit guy baby. <laughs> tiny little hobbit guy Wayne. <laughs> yeah, man, that that rolls off the tongue. It looks good on the like festival announcement. So yeah. Um, 
I didn't really see a huge need for um, Pippen and Tuke. Yeah, they kind of bother me, honestly. Not not needed. Not for this guy. And I've, I feel like everything I hear about them is always positive. Like, they're just along for the ride, and they don't. They're naive, and it, it, they bother me. It's like, guys, let's get together here. This is life or death. I know you're, you don't understand, but it's time to uh, put singing songs, and we got to get this ring to Mordor, guys. Um, so, yeah, they, they bother me a little bit, but I don't know. They're naive, innocent, whatever. Are you the Sam to my Frodo? That hmm. could be if you need me to be. Do you have a long journey we need to go on? I'll, I'll gladly, I'll gladly be your sidekick. Do you know how to swim? Uh, I do. So no, I guess I can't be Sam. <laughs> I do know how to swim. Yeah. He's the man. Sam is the man. He is the man. Yeah. The um, ultimate bro. <laughs> the ultimate bro. Like going into the battle that's how it ends right if i'm mistaken from what i remember seeing at 8 30 this morning they hop in the boat and they're heading towards mordor or the mount of doom rather with the ring yeah that's where it ends right yeah it's just them like on their next stage of their journey it, yeah. It, yeah it's crazy that it's just those two now though it's like just sam and frodo by themselves and so what's the title of the next one the two towers and that's one that i have to see i mean yeah you gotta see all three of them so yeah there's the two towers and then um the last one is the return of the king so then what's like the desolation of smog are those like side stories okay those are hobbit movies okay so yeah uh R. tolkien wrote okay i can't get this wrong or the lord of the rings crazies come after me I believe he wrote the hobbit first and then wrote lord of the rings um but the hot like i've read the hobbit the hobbit's nice and short and not crazy long lord of the rings are like it's, it's split into three books it's long right. um but yeah they made the movies in the opposite order they made lord of the rings all three movies and then they made the hobbit movies the hobbit movies stink the cgi is terrible they're like kind of fun but the cgi is just unbelievably bad so I guess maybe what I was saying before is wrong. And so the Hobbit movies aren't connected to Lord of the Rings. No, they're very much connected to the Lord of the Rings. So, no. you know, in the beginning, Bilbo has the ring. Mm-hmm. It's basically the story of like Bilbo went on his own journey. Who's Frodo's uncle. He went on his own right. journey with um, all these dwarves uh, to this cave where smog was the the dragon and that's where he found the ring was on this journey interesting and so yeah. but you don't recommend them you just say go with the three lord of the rings movies yeah read the read the hobbit and then watch the lord of the rings movies i kind of want to read the lord of the rings books now but yeah that's what is I there recommend. only one hobbit book one hobbit book that's the other problem don't take one book and split it into three movies like yeah. what are we doing here? yeah unless I, the book's that's like doable Dune. yeah <laughs> that's doable i can read that yeah um i sound like a noob people watching this are like that's, that's okay. an idiot 
But no, I'm asking okay. you. <laughs> we all got to be noobs, man, at some point. At some point. I have the expert in the room with me right now. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I've been, I've been watching these guys' YouTube videos just talking about the different ages of Middle Earth. And I'm like, what, what is going on? There's none of this sounds familiar. I do like a lot of the Greek mythology connections to this movie. Okay, that was one of the reasons why I think I really appreciated it now, because like I'm mm-hmm. teaching mythology and I was like, like, okay, Tolkien just basically created his own mythology. Like he just it, it it is it is really cool. All the different races of people and all the different creatures and the history, the lore behind it all. Like I just want to know about it. It's it's so cool. It's like um Gimli is kind of like the like the Hephaestus character from Greek myth yeah, um, who like forges metals. And then I can't remember. There's like the various ages of man. Um, yes. Like the bronze age, the golden age, the golden age was like the first. And it's like said to be like the utopia time. Yeah. But then like as man or as the ages progressed, man, man's morality got worse and worse and worse and i feel like that's where this story picks up because so much of it's talking about like how the ring has poisoned man and like man is always focused on like power and power leads to corruption and i feel like it's very much so reflective of like the bronze age of mythology yeah no i I thought that it was great um that the third movie ends with like don't tell me uh, no, it's not a spoiler. It's, it's just talking about the ages. They one of the lines in the third movie is talking about the beginning of the fourth age of okay. like Middle Earth. Yeah. So oh, you cool. you know how it ends. You know how it ends. <laughs> um, um, we just both said um at the same time. I yeah, think we that's did. The first time yeah. in podcasting history. <laughs> um, we don't edit our podcasts either. We just let the ums flow freely. Yeah. I don't have time to edit that. No. no. People still listen. Looking for an unpaid intern to edit the, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll pay you zero dollars, but you can um basically sacrifice your whole day to take out these ums. Nah. Um nah. take five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about arguably my favorite scene outside of the orcs building the swords. I'm so glad you said that because I got to mention my favorite scene as well. Okay. Um, it's the scene where Gandalf is in contact with his, what's his name? Saruman. Okay. Yeah. Can I mention one qualm I have? J.R.R. Tolkien. What do you think? Yeah, let's hear it. We have our, our big bad guy, Sauron. And then you named his sidekick bad guy, Saruman. What, I was a little confused. So- so I was a little confused. confused. So confusing. I remember being confused by that when I watched him the first time when I was younger. I was like, wait, we're talking about two different people now? This guy, yeah. what, what's going on? So, yeah, that confused me. I had to stop the video and see, like, okay, he's referring to two different people, right? Um, yeah. But then their whole little fight scene, not necessarily the fight itself, because I thought some of that was choreographed kind of cheesy, but just the way it was shot really poorly too. Yeah. It was just like, I, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I liked, you know why I like it. You know what can I'm I, a sucker for. Can I say what you're about to say? Yeah. Dutch angles. Yes, sir. 
Yes, I wrote it yes, down. I, I noticed them. Okay, I'm so glad we were on the same page there. Yeah, you know I'm about to show that scene whenever I'm introducing Dutch angles this year. <laughs> yep. I love that. That that was great. That looked so cool too. Just the close-up Dutch angles of their long hair, their face. Yeah, it was great. And it's so it's like dark. It's dark in there. Yeah. It's all gray and yeah. It's cool because the Dutch angles are like moving too. Like you don't just get a Dutch angle that's just there. It's like we move into one and then it's like a low angle Dutch angle. It's crazy. Phenomenal. (laughs) How about when when Gandalf is just spinning in circles on the ground? Yeah, that was a little weird. (laughs) So weird. Um, But yeah, I I wrote that scene down because it's just like, it's hard not to notice. Like, okay, this is crazy stuff going on with the camera. Yeah, that was beautiful. What's your favorite um, scene? My favorite scene again. I, I mentioned the the whole the minds of Moria sequence, but when we get to again the bridge of Kazadum, I love saying that. Um, <laughs> the whole once we get into when they're crossing the steps, and like you're kind of out of the minds, but you're you're into where it's not like refined. It's not it's not nice. It's not made. And the stinking Balrog is chasing them. Mm. The the Balrog may be my favorite mythical creature of all time now. It, I just love the design of it. I love that it's like this minotaur with three horns, and it's but it's also it's like got a weapon. How many beasts do we know in mythology that have their own weapon? Like he's got the whip. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, we get them trying to cross the bridge, and then we get obviously the whole Gandalf part of it we get the you shall not pass got to be one of the most famous lines of movie history at this point um but Gandalf dying and just the way that it happens the whip and the mm. way that it looks the fire um it's my favorite scene it's so cool I love the Balrog shout out Gandalf shout out Balrog um shout out Boromir too Boromir bad dude. um he but not um, a bad dude at the same time. I finally figured it out what that meme is. What that meat is? Meme. Oh, yeah, because oh, he kind of nasal. Oh, yeah. One does not simply. Yeah, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Yeah. I saw that. Once I saw that guy's face, have you seen the uh, another meme where it's um it's Leo in Once Upon a Time and he's eating the popcorn, he's pointing at the screen. Yeah, was that, that was me when I saw his face. I was like, he's that meme. And then I saw that, or he says, one does not simply walk into Mordor. And I was like, there it is. That was a cool yeah, moment for, for me. I'd forgotten too that it came from that. And I was like, he they do one shot of him before he says it, and he's like kind of doing it. And I'm yeah. like, it's not it. And then it goes away, <laughs> comes back, and then he's really doing it. It's like, yes, same thing. Leo pointing at the screen. It's like that, there it is. I know that. That was like the equivalent of me watching a TikTok video of someone like popping a pimple. It was just so satisfying. Oh, nasty, nasty. <laughs> that was great. I All right. It. Um, I could talk about this movie for forever. So, I mean, I, I could say probably seven more things at least, but I won't. Um, what are your kind of closing thoughts? Maybe some qualms you have. Um. What, what do you want to close with before you give us your score? Uh, my qualm is just the length. 
And I think that's really not the fault of Peter Jackson. I think it's just the fault of Peter Ray um, (laughs) (laughs) setting this on me in a very busy weekend. Um, And that's okay. You know, I really like the movie. It's a trip, man. It's a trip. Visually, storytelling wise, it's a trip. Um, But it is a bit long. So um, that's really my my one qualm i think my score will reflect how much i liked it despite the despite the length yeah um i guess my closing thoughts would be it it was tough when i reviewed it because i was like what i like most about this is the characters in the story and like can you really give credit to them for doing that when they made the movie when they based it off of one of the most popular books ever Mm -hmm. um but i'll Obviously, I still do because they made it. But then I was like, okay, but they also do every other thing right. Like every movie making piece of this is off the chain amazing. Uh, I'll say after watching the three, I don't think this is the best one, but it's my favorite. I I just love this one out of out of the three. Yeah. So what do you give Uh, it? I gave it a 95. Wow. A 90. It's an 89 for me. All right. I think if I watched it in a better state, it would be around the 92 mark. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, So I guess the the next question is are you going to wait till winter break to like watch the next two or when's this happening? Mm. Whenever Shelby has a weekend day off, I'll dive into yes. them again. Yes. Yeah. Will you be pulling Shelby along for the ride? Do you want to watch a three-hour high fantasy movie with me? I tried to get her on this one, but she didn't want to. And yeah. understandably so. That's okay. What about Katie, yeah. your sister? She would didn't want any part of it. I There was a few times I mentioned, I was like, you, you should watch them. They're great. She watches like no movies. She has no attention span, she says, to watch them. That's right. We which talked about this. Me saddens me so yeah it's the tiktok generation tiktok generation those scrubs can't even sit down for two hours come on but you know you i bet she could and we've talked about this because this happens to me sometimes you just open tiktok and you're on there for like an hour you don't even realize it's a brutal oh it's terrible yeah it's terrible (laughs) it's so bad yeah so bad tiktok's Um, not your friend no Speaking of TikTok, uh, let's let's talk about school. What's what's going on in film studies class? What's good? Um, a lot's good. <laughs> you're you're looking at me real weird right now. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Well, you just look like leaned back. Yeah, I leaned back. Okay. Chairs very uncomfortable. The backs the back is aching. Like I said, when I'm sixty, I just want to die. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Film studies is going well. We're talking about story beats this week. I'm showing them starting tomorrow. We're going to start the secret life of Walter Mitty um, because it's a conventional five story beat film um, just to show them just kind of the structure of how films are made and not all of them, but most follow that same structure. So things are going well. Um, Got a unique group this year. So I'm really excited (laughs) to, uh, to, to see where we go because i really do like them um 
they're good the teachers, teachers out there know know what unique means <laughs> unique i i would say that uh, you know i thought i had a unique group this year i still think i do but uh we're making silent movies right now they got to finish them tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's just cool. I always worry about it every time I do it. Cause I'm like, man, there like, there's some quiet kids in here. There's some kids that I know are, this is going to be out of their comfort zone. Every time, every time I've done it, this is the third time I've done it. Those quiet kids just like come out of their shell and just like full blown go for it. Um, so it, it is fantastic to see that I'm worried about it every time. And then they just get in a group together and it's like, okay, we got to make a movie. So let's just make fools of ourselves for for a day and then film it and so it's it's really fun to watch that all just kind of happen that's cool because they don't have to talk man you're you're speaking their language yeah but they gotta act like if you figured they can hardly talk in class but i'm making them act in front of a camera yeah yeah, yeah. that's more of a step they, out for yeah me. they do it though. they do it they i don't know it's it's a miracle every time, but it's, it's awesome to watch. Each student's unique in their own way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do we? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, I do. I do too. But also at the same time, sometimes uniqueness gets on my nerves every once in a while. <laughs> no, I agree. No, I meant unique in the most endearing way possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were using it. Maybe our double meaning there um yeah no no you're such a liar (laughs) (laughs) you gotta be real man you gotta be real teaching stuff teaching stuff not every kid is a golden angel it's okay no we we do still love them deep down we do the hardest thing with the film class is that i have like sophomores who are like still learning about high school and then i have juniors who are like right in the middle of it and then seniors or like just get me out of here like so that makes a unique classroom when you have so many different life trajectories in one room yes yes but it's cool i enjoy it when in doubt throw a movie on that's right that's right yeah here's a quick question for you and then we'll wrap it up do you ever worry about how loud your speakers are like uh, every time I watch a movie, I'm like, they're, they're going to think that there are explosions going on in my room and we're blowing things up. Only if I'm watching movies like every day, which I don't do, because yeah. I don't want to be that that history teacher, because we've all had that history teacher that just shows. You can hear the narrator through the walls. everywhere. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. And it's every day because the history teacher is most likely like the football coach and they yeah. they have a game. So they're watching film while they throw on a movie i don't want to be that teacher and i don't think i ever am so okay all right yeah it's just always in the back of my mind like gotta keep this quiet gotta be quiet as a mouse in here but we're watching the dark night and the joker's blowing things up (laughs) let's pump it up man let's pump it up you gotta make the other kids jealous that are in that other room true True. yeah yeah okay um let's not make this episode as long as lord of the rings (laughs) what is our movie for next time um i mentioned earlier that i was going to give you the opportunity for redemption yeah i'm very interested and so 
before or right after you decided to watch Lord of the Rings and we made the announcement on last week's podcast, you and texted you me. shed the tears and cried and yeah, yeah, we cut all that out. Yeah, you texted me and said, I already feel bad about choosing Lord of the Rings. I have my next movie in mind. Oh, yeah. And so I'm flipping it to you. What are we watching next week? <laughs> I am I am unprepared. <laughs> I'm unprepared. That's the point. Wow. Well, the, th- the theory was you were going to just choose your one that you didn't pick last week. Because yeah. if you don't, if it's not up, I have a backup. Okay, um, I, I believe it's in, it's up. I just want to, I, I, I didn't check the runtime, and I I'm pretty oh, sure. Man. No, it's okay. Here's the thing. Let's let's talk this out. Let's live hey, pick this movie. Okay, <laughs> um, this it's. I I also have a backup pick. Um, okay, this, give me the two. Like, okay, it's like a documentary, but it's the craziest most life not life changing but just maybe life changing documentary i've ever watched it's insane is it searching for sugar man no have you seen that no i haven't you need to watch that ttf nation searching for sugar man you need to watch it um it's yeah, so I don't I don't know if we want to pick documentary because it's not technically a film, um, so it's a little different. It's a little out there, but the, when I watched it, it was kind of in, it was just insane for me to watch. I don't know if I'm down with documentaries. Okay, I, I am, kinda, but I don't know for the the sake of the review type podcast. Okay, it would I would say it, it may be a Kiru levels of deep discussion. What is it? Uh, you want to know? Yeah, I do. Is it? Is this the pick? Um, no. Okay. This it, is just called, free game for everybody. Okay, okay. It's called In and of Itself. It's called Derek Del Guadillo's In and of Itself. So basically, you want a little background behind it? Let's hear it. This guy's a magician, okay? And so he is, he's documenting his act, basically. Um, but it's not like one thing because his act is across multiple different sessions so it's multiple different tapings of his act and he just does it's it's not necessarily about the magic it's all about like the meaning behind everything that he's saying um i i really can't explain it more than that because it's it's so out there where can we find it it's on hulu okay i'll check it out an hour and a it's an hour and a half. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a recommendation. It's a recommendation. I'll check it out. Um, I cannot believe you threw it back to me. Yeah, I'm not unheard of. I'm unheard keeping of. you on your feet. I'm just making all sorts of curveballs. I I do have backup picks that would be good, but you said you had a backup too. So, but no, you have another backup. What is it? Oh, okay, I've got two more backups. Okay, give me the two and then I'll choose. How about that? Okay, they're both French musicals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we going with your pick? Um... <laughs> Let's see. 
Uh, <laughs> you okay? You said you said you said last time that you wanted a a deep cut. You wanted a hidden gem. Yeah, let's do a deep cut. I'm down. Well, these are. I mean, they're in the Criterion Collection, so they're. I don't know if you consider those deep cuts, but I, I mean, they're again, they're French musicals. They're not. It's not. Well, I'm not picking a Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, wow, you are, okay. You are let's do it. Right now, Lord Pick of the Rings room. is Lord of the Rings is a very mainstream movie. Let's let's switch it up. What are we watching? Well, now I got to pick between the two. I'm gonna pick whichever one's shorter. That one's an hour and a half. Okay. okay. Um. Let's look at this other one. Uh. So what what do you know about French musicals as we're getting into? Uh, picking one here you know i'm a I'm not a i like a good musical um don't know much about many and french is just specifying more of what i don't know so dude i don't know if i can pick i don't know if i can do this all righty we're gonna watch next week <laughs> we're gonna watch the shining we're watching the shining okay um you can you can decide and meander on your french musical um but we're gonna watch the shining it's the stanley kubrick hbo max available film um we were gonna watch it this summer but we decided to go with it i believe um the shining it was released in 1980 x-ray is not a fan of horror I think we've both seen this movie but we both could use a good rewatch of it um mm-hmm. that's what we're watching the shining um ttf nation doesn't want to watch your french musical anyways probably so uh <laughs> they will be excited to watch the shining next week hbo mass all right can i shout my movies out since i've never picked them ever now yeah that's fine all right, uh, this guy Jacques Demy. He's a he's a famous French director, mm-hmm. and so I watched one of them a long time ago. It's called The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which I pronounced terribly. I'm sure they literally sing every line in the movie. They sing every word in the movie. They never stop singing. I don't know if I'm about that. Yeah, I dude, I didn't think I was either. But after 20 minutes, I was like, "Give, I want to, I want to live in this world for the rest of my life." Interesting. Um, so yeah, the umbrellas of Sherbourg, Sherbourg, Sherbourg. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then I, I watched another one like a week or two ago called the. I think it's called the Young Girls of Rockford or something. Um. And that it had like actual dialogue, but dude, it just just makes you happy watching these. So are those never the two? won't happen. Those are the two. All right. Well, I'll watch them. I do. I I appreciate a good musical. I'll watch them. I know you like that Criterion. Oh, I do, baby. Filth too. So I do. And I say I, do. I say filth in the best possible way because I oh, love it as well. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, we'll save that what for an another episode, day, my friend. What an episode <laughs> this was! We a live picking on the podcast, unheard of, unheard of Good in the content. movie podcasting world. 
you know, and I'm going to give some flowers to myself for, um, <laughs> you know, kind of just being all off the top today. You know, I felt like I really contributed to the review. I felt like I um, demonstrated my amateur knowledge of Lord of the Rings in a way that was humbled um, up until I started giving myself flowers. Um, <laughs> but also, I kind of I kind of opened the doors for you to really excel today. Um, with your Lord of the Rings expertise. So I'm, I'm going to give myself flowers for being able to keep the conversation rolling, despite the adversity that I faced. Um, and I would also give some flowers to you. I'll, I'll give myself the bouquet, but I'll, I'll give one to you on the way out of the door. All right. Thanks for the, the drooping rose that is black <laughs> and crusted and has three petals on it. Um, I, I, I thank you. Of course. Um, anything else for the people? X-ray? Uh, I may never be able to pick a movie again. I, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I can. There's there's too much pressure to pick the right one, the right thing. I just, I, I can't do it anymore. No, this was a good choice. And I know the nation appreciates you. We love you, X-Ray. Um, okay. Yeah, just keep them shorter. That's all we ask. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch an episode of Seinfeld for my next pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a short film. Yeah, episode yeah. of um. No, nah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just meandering right now in my thoughts. Um, All right, I got nothing else. Yeah. All righty. Until next time, TTF Nation. Stay up to date on things. Do your homework. Watch The Shiny on HBO Max. And peace out. Peace out. Peace out.